Well, hello, welcome back once again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And we hope you had a lovely Easter holidays. It certainly was a very interesting time weather-wise. Certainly around here, we, we had a, a wonderful time on Easter Sunday with the, the sun out and eating outside. And then, of course, it snowed uh, in the following days and, and snowed again uh, very recently and very big frost. And I'm sure many people have experienced that if, uh, if they're here in the UK. Um, if you're abroad, then who knows? Um, but it certainly was an interesting time. Hope people had a refreshing experience and time with their families and uh, you know Easter holidays continue so no doubt you'll be enjoying them as we speak now but uh, we're coming back to you with part two of our when will it end and when we talk about this we mean not life in general but uh, marketing strategies when do they end do you find that you're starting strategies and ideas and concepts and campaigns all the time but very rarely finishing or ending them and what does that mean um, and, and in this episode we, we go further in our conversation part two looking at uh, knowing your sales cycle your product and your audience understanding your funnels when to stop testing and actually implement the lessons learned and should you follow a process perhaps uh, like one we suggest in during this part two which is having an endpoint reviewing what you've done and then having some decisions on the back of that what should you be doing how often should you be doing that and uh, we also touch on Werther's originals which well you'll get to that shortly and, and find out what it's all about we hope you enjoy it and um, well listen on I'm just going to slightly tangent off just slightly because there are some other things that dictate how long strategies should be. If you're selling pear drops, you could probably do quite a short marketing strategy, which basically says kids love pear drops. We sell pear drops. They cost this and they're available here. They go marvellous and you will immediately get people buying your pear drops. If, however, and because they cost tuppence each and you can buy a handful for a pound. If you're, if you're selling a Lamborghini, which is going to cost you, I don't know how much a Lamborghini costs, £300,000 or some ridiculous sum of money, that's a much, much longer marketing strategy, which has got a whole load of nurturing points in it where you're going to, to get them down that funnel. It's a much longer funnel because people have got to, you're committing more money, so people are more cautious. And they also have a choice of other very expensive cars they could buy. So there's massive amounts of competition and it matters that they stop and think about them. So what you're selling will also dictate how long your marketing plan is. If you mm. think you can just say to everybody, well, here's a Lamborghini, it costs this, and you can get them here. You can forget it. That's not going to work. So a three months, a three weeks strategy to sell Lamborghinis is wrong. You're probably looking at six months. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, as you say, really, it's all about the cycles, isn't it? Understanding yeah. the cycles and understanding understanding the amount of flexibility you have. Because you say with, with the Lamborghini example, if you then you, you do you try something for a while, you go, oh, that's not really working, is it? Let, let's change tack. And then you find out months later that the stuff you were doing, because and it's knowledge again, isn't it? It's knowing your audience, knowing the sales cycle, knowing how long it takes to work on people to do it. You say pair drops. You put them in the shops and yeah. they sell after a few if, if they've not sold after a few weeks they've perhaps gone bad and you can't sell them anymore so therefore that's a, a, a natural well you know we we sent out ten thousand pair drops or i don't know how much it would be yeah. a million pair drops across across an area and you know only half of them actually sold so we've got a wastage of half and so you know yeah. do we need, do you need to change things <laughs> that, well done. short cycles but yeah long cycles you you could you could very end up well end up changing tack and evolving your strategy too soon 
and actually the original yeah. strategy worked because that's the thing. again it's, it's about it, having it work isn't it and, and on your timeline knowing yeah. what that is because that again that's the thing I find it quite often particularly in, in sort of executive education where I work it's sort of hardly anybody really knows how long the sales cycle is and I, I well they they kind of do and they kind of don't it's it's and it's so like I always go back to Dave's example that like we when we spoke to him a while ago about you know the shop we were saying about the handbag shop and exactly you know right. digitally great everyone thinks it's wonderful that we can it is wonderful we, we can track what's going on but again he, as he said what was it human beings are really chaotic things and yep. there is no there's trends again that's when you say trends in your analytics not just individual transactions but you just it, it's get but it's getting your arms around it isn't it again and yet again i'm saying analytics and and getting that sense and getting that understanding and knowing that your mean time whatever median time is is six months yeah. uh, therefore that, that's what we base our cycles yeah. on and you should know that yeah, really you really should know that um because if you don't it's what are you going to do you just and gonna... you should know that at the very beginning of your marketing plan you should yeah. have got some concept of what you can't do is start your plan and go oh perhaps this is going to take a bit longer because you won't have enough money because you won't have possessed a big enough budget because you've only set your plan for six weeks and actually it's going to take you six months except that you the end of your six months you can't get that far so you've you've blown it so you need to have it's one of the first things you need to do while you're doing your SWOT and your persona and all of those things at the very beginning is having a, a, a funnel depth how mm. long is it going to take people to press that buy button yeah yeah and, and getting like we were well, we were saying I think sort of offline the whole thing of understanding the funnel but knowing when it when people have actually finished it and you should be doing this obviously now for gdpr purposes mm -hmm. understanding that okay because that's the thing one i remember when i sat down with our gdpr person the company i was at before and they said that, you know so uh what's your timeline for keeping people in the system in the crm and i said well uh well let's let's look at the the timeline over which they might consider doing this you know and the the time which we're going to actively market to them and try and nurture them once we've got their details from whichever source and then you know yes there is this horizon and uh, i could imagine i can't remember what it was now but it was a certain sort of amount of time whether you know uh, a year nine months whatever it was and said well after that time if they've not done anything obviously then they're out but i mean knowing that you've got a funnel that even if it's i say a leaky funnel a funnel that's going to lose a lot of people at least you know they're gone and they're definitively gone and yep. they're, they're not just so often people are just sort of linked well more i say in the old days more pre-gdpr perhaps I think it still happens quite a lot. People just sort of left to percolate for a oh, long, yeah. long time. And, and, and you sort of, you know, everything's been front loaded and in a strategy yeah. way in terms of what actually gets reported in lots of these meetings. You've gone, look at this. We've got, you know, 10,000 new new leads. Uh, we've got, you know, 100,000 people coming through the website, 10,000 new leads. Whoa, there you go. And we've got the customers. And I think as we said again offline, if things are going okay and you are making enough money, it's like, yeah. there's no problem is here. Really, yeah, don't look like that closely. You know, but okay, but we've only got 500 people who are actually customers, nine and a half thousand people. Have they actually been like crossed off and are they now dead to us in terms of a lead? What is their status? And the CRM yeah. should, it's been designed to do this, but yeah. so often it's like you just, I don't know, like a compost team or something, you just keep putting piling okay. stuff on top. Yeah. Leave it and go, I don't know, just <laughs> yeah. no idea what they do, yeah. but we keep marketing to them, but you know, some of them come back and that's fab. And that's, you know, that's another reason when things have stopped. You, I mean, well, occasionally you have to have a really good dig deep into your 
compost heap stroke CRM. And actually, you're right. Get rid of people. Just stop them being a potential customer because they're not. Yeah. Or re-tag them. I mean, you might find that you've been happily marketing to thinking about handbags. We've been, they bought, once upon a time, they bought a bright orange handbag. And we thought, brilliant. We've tagged them as loves, or, loves colourful handbags. Loves it. And we've been selling them colourful handbags, promoting colourful handbags to them since. They've not bought another one, but not that we've been looking really. And so actually, maybe they bought an orange one for somebody else. And they don't like orange handbag, colourful handbags at all. They're desperately looking for a traditional, old-fashioned leather messenger bag. And we produce those too, but we've been marketing, marketing the wrong stuff to them. Yeah. So you need to have a really good look at what you what you think you know about what's in your marketing, in, in your CRM, and actually say, right, mm, we're going to run a test campaign to see what we get back from this. And we're going to learn from it. Am I going to cross people off or change their tag? Don't you don't necessarily have to throw people out. Just change what you say to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's some good examples um, uh, of uh, I'm just writing down here that knowing your customers uh, because I mean it, it's the whole thing again, isn't it? Of you know put put either because I'd far rather put someone off right at the top of, of when I'm I'm getting their details and say, look, if this isn't for you, isn't for you, fine, great, you yeah. know, off you go. Um, I've spent some money getting you to this landing page, uh, but I'm not going to spend any more money on and time on on you then carrying I'm not on. Going to nurture it. you through this land this this sales experience if you're going to leave me just before the but the go button. Exactly, exactly. But then if I've learned some what a, a really nice you could see in a say your strategy and it's perhaps running a simple website and then you you know it's lead generation pushing people through on a long-term basis. And, and, you know, some of these consumer websites where you, uh, they'll say, you know, like a birthday reminder, like you buy some flowers for your mum or something. And then they say, okay, well, you know, do you want to have a reminder next year? And, you know, or is this a one-off? What is it? And quite frankly, I'd far rather if they said, rather than getting a lot of spam after that. And then, then, I mean, obviously sometimes it's good because then it reminds you, you think, oh gosh, yes, I, I must sort that out again, you know, for this year. And, and that's what I'll, I'll use them again. And, you know, they might send me some nice voucher codes or some offers during the year and I'll come back and, and use them again. But if they sort of said, what's the nature of the relationship you want with us? So not just GDPR stuff and saying, are you happy to receive emails? But it's like, are you happy to receive emails because you are? That's, and that's not rocket science these days. I mean, obviously you don't want to be too, put too many options in there. But I mean, if you had something more like, you know, again, if you know your audience, you know that actually a lot of people buy handbags as gifts yeah um or you know that it's you know maybe it's a 50 50 split buying for themselves buying gifts or buying gifts and sending abroad or whatever it might be you can you can build in that in your experience user, user experience can't you and also the way in which you understand because if you could at your marketing meeting say well let's look at the crm what have we got we've got a thousand leads okay great and we know that roughly 500 of them are buying for themselves 500 of them are buying for other people and therefore it's a very obvious next step for like, well, what do we need to do technologically and campaign wise to support yeah. this? But, and then, yeah, if you say, yeah, and, and you know, half the people who buy for the people will never want to hear from us again because it's a one-off gift. That's it. Great. Yeah. Well, let's clarify, get them out, focus on something yeah. new. So, so you're not, again, you're not sort of puffed up by thinking, Oh, we've got, you know, a thousand people in our in CRM. This is great. Yeah. You know, but again, that's a, that's a strategic and I suppose an operational decision, isn't it? But again, you've got to have the insight to do that, haven't you? That that's the critical element. You've also got to actually bite the bullet. So just suppose you you've, you're looking at your CRM and you've thought, and you're going to test it, 
and you're going to say, okay, the, we're going to see whether you found the 500 people you think only but ever buy it as a gift. You've then got to actually stop them being your being in your in your CRM now. This is the end of the end of your testing campaign. You've actually send them out the email. You've got what you think is the response, and you've got to say, we're going to stop this once we've had a six percent response rate or whatever your your response rate that be a ninety six percent response rate. But then you're going to stop it because you can't learn forever. There's no good running an A B test and then going. Now we'll just keep it trickling through. That's fine. That's not a test. That's a some kind of ghastly mistake and trickle through campaign <laughs> from which you're learning nothing. You've got to say, okay, we're going to learn the lesson on this date. We're going to stop it and learn. And that's another mistake we'll do. The more I hear, people do A-B testing, but they don't put a test stop date. So we're going to A-B test it. This is my, this is message one for my email header. And this is message two. And I'm A-B testing it. How exciting. Yeah, which 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 is the answer well we don't know because they're still coming in yeah hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not testing is it exactly yeah as you say it's sort of uh yeah there's again there's no and again because there's no it's open-ended there's no there's no end mm. review point but also there's no end review point therefore there's no action beyond there's no yep. decision you know there has exactly. to be like the next thing doesn't it? it's like with the strategies we've been saying overall the strategy, the review point, and then what, you know, so I've sort of yep. just been thinking here, it's like if you set an end point to a strategy or, or a campaign, you're finishing it, you're reviewing, you're reviewing in a meaningful way, you're then yep. storing the, you, there's going to be crap stuff you get from it. It's like, well, yeah, that's in, yeah, it's interesting now, but you know, it's not, it's not going to be useful in the long term, perhaps, but, but the, the stuff that is the useful insights, the storing and the communicating of those uh, to people. Cause again, if you've got, I don't know, perhaps not massively high turnover of, of, of people in your team, but you, you know, if you're going to, as you say, with strategy, I mean, let's face it, if it's a long-term, long-established company that's going on into the future, as you say, the strategy will go on and on and evolve and evolve and evolve. But unless you've learned and, and captured that learning um, and then it's informed the next evolution, you've got to do that effectively as well. Because then you could have a thing where one person is like really good and the boss of the team's like, yeah, I really get this. I understand what we're doing, where we're going, and I I've got all the results, and I've I've kept it locked away with my big strategy, and then I go, and then the rest of the teams like go, oh well, well I don't, I don't know because um, they went, and like I was saying earlier, it's like it needs to be embodied, it needs to be in the heads of your team, doesn't it? Because that's how it's going to live, rather than the the boss having to continually go out and say, right, I'm the strategy person, and this is what you now need to do, and uh, and and it's so. Because I know some people get a bit, you know, they glaze over if someone says, right, you've got a new, this is the new part of the strategy now. And people glaze over and oh, go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's your <laughs> thing. But it's, it's like we've said before, it's ownership, isn't it? It is ownership of it as yep. well. And that helps in the practicalities of it. And then you say, yep, so these three people now, they, they've got new skills for it, but they also understand what worked, what didn't work, because we had a defined end date of testing that campaign, which needed to support this strand of the strategy. And they've learned, they've grown, yep. they've moved on. And we've kept that as a artifact. It kept kept it as a piece of you know pieces of learning. It, it's continual learning within yeah. the team, and therefore that will shape yeah. the future team that you'll have as well. So that's so yeah. important, isn't it? Review and capture and communicate. Da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. And that is why you need to have an endpoint to campaigns. You do need to have an endpoint. Letting them drift on means you never really capture that learning because they're yeah. constantly dribbling other bits of potential interesting stuff possible they're dribbling into your into your lap but no you've got to say right 
this campaign is stopping now, and it might be stopping because it was a disaster. You've got to be honest about why you're stopping it. We're stopping it because it didn't work. That's a really good thing to say. And you very rarely hear that. What mm. usually happens is it just stops. Just no, that, nobody says anything that, and we move on to something else. But actually you ought to say, look everybody, I'm stopping this campaign because I've realized nobody likes being referred to as lovia at the end. That seems to have been an absolute disaster. <laughs> So I think really that was that was a big mistake by mine. We got no response at all. Some people started swearing at me. So we've stopped it. And that's a good learning point. And you've yeah. got to say, so having an absolute cutoff of why is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, oh, I don't want to stray too much into other territory we've done about, uh, I say, failure, learning from failure. Because so much of what we've been oh, talking about is about learning, isn't it? But as you say, I think Marx is naturally good at spinning a yarn in terms of like, you know, and, well, this is the thing. You, it's the thing about not working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was um, yeah, well, you know, it didn't, it didn't succeed, this campaign, in, in terms of actually a meaningful sense of what we wanted it to achieve. But we did learn. And that, that is the thing. You always learn what doesn't work. So there's never yep. fader, fader, dead end fader. You don't go, you know, it doesn't work. Perhaps you can justify it doesn't work. That's great. And you've, you've learned from it. You've gone on. But it's not, uh, as you say, it's not communicated very often. So it's just quietly dies yeah. to death and goes away. But it shouldn't. It should be. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you have no. egos, you have people worrying about, oh, mm, I better not say anything about that because mm, we overspent on it and it didn't work. And uh, we thought it really was going to work. And, oh, yeah. God, going to get attacked by somebody. But 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 actually you go, well, no, no, no. It's, I mean, again, that's culture, isn't it? <clears throat> that's team culture. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> which you have but to equally, have. But often people don't stop um campaigns that are working and don't forget that it, the longer you let along a campaign ride it has ramifications for your operations departments your customer service department because they're still servicing those phone calls that are coming in that are dribbling through and they've got to keep knowing what the offer was that you put in that campaign so they for, for the operations people it's still active for you it's not very it's just drumbling along but for the operations team it's still going on and sometimes you do need however successful it is to say right we're going to stop this because the operations team is now overloaded with, because there are another three campaigns running as well and mm. they've got and the operations team can't cope with it so you've got to stop successful things as well and don't forget stopping it doesn't mean you've killed the idea you can always start it again don't forget so, and sometimes stopping a campaign um, and saying, right, this offer's now not here, and you will get customers go, oh, bother, I missed it, damn, oh God. Um, and actually, if you start it again, you know, let's say six weeks, two months down the line, they'll go, oh my God, it's back, that's fantastic. And what I'm gonna do, because I nearly missed it last time, I'm gonna share it with all my friends. So actually stopping campaigns when they look like they're working can sometimes be really useful. Hmm yeah absolutely. Your, for your audience as much as your internal operations team yeah yeah and as you say because we're all naturally sort of we all all sort of want <laughs> a good thing don't we in a way you sort of you want to say hey this is, this is brilliant and then it can lead to over-reliance as well can't it so you sort of you, you pile into something but actually stopping it almost like yeah less less is more i suppose in a way isn't it it's sort of say you know you because it has worked and that what a nice problem to have people calling up the help desk say oh but you know that was a wonderful offer and i oh can't we get anything? Oh, well, we've got a very nice head of steam here. And then we can delight our customers by 
relaunching oh, something and, and again exactly. incorporating learning isn't it you know i mean it's this uh again oh, i'm not going to chuck another analogy in there uh because it would just be ridiculous but but oh, there is i think i think well i, I can't quite know what it is in a way it's sort of i'm just thinking about when like a strat the marketing strategy it's it it is this ever-evolving uh i don't know what it, i don't know what it is i'm usually very good at commitment but i can't think of one but it is as you said it, it's like water it's this ever-evolving thing but it's but it's got these checkpoints. It's got you've got to have the the waypoints, the milestones um, to review it, and, yeah. and knowing, I suppose, again, the ownership thing comes about, doesn't it? Really, the ownership, knowing that you own a part of this. But if you work for, I don't know, Rolls Royce or something, you're like, well, I know, you know, it's been around for a long time. It's probably going to be around for a long time longer than me, and I'm going to be here. I'm playing my little part in the story, you know. But I'm, so I'm probably not going to come in and rip things up completely and say, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to launch a budget car. It's going to be brilliant. It'll be the Rolls Royce runaround, you know, and you know, be it's designed for you know for people in the inner city who want to have a you know yeah guzzling mini car that can go around. You're like what? What? What do you mean? Um, so, so you, but you would probably therefore there's going to be a certain amount of uh, infrastructure to the the ethos, the brand, or you know, you're working with things that are established. So, but then people like to come in and. Yeah stamp their mark don't they and say we're going to try this and we're going to this, this is my bit that's different because i need something for my cv to say i've done this that was different but it could be continuity it could be that yes you went in and you managed to maintain the marketing for a very successful brand and yes things sales grew slightly in a certain target market perhaps or something like that but but it's that um it, i don't know i'm just trying to think about how the way in which we've said you know you you've got to have the milestones you've got to review you've got to understand what success actually does look like in your strategy yeah. uh, and and then all the component parts the campaigns which all, all yeah. aid the evolution don't they they have start and end points they're evolutionary bursts to try and achieve the overall That's strategy right. and stopping um, something isn't a mistake it absolutely isn't a mistake it's quite apart from anything else if you stop something which isn't working you can then reuse that budget elsewhere so you've actually freed up something it's not it's not just a it's not a nail in a coffin it's actually a bit, it can be fertilizer for some other ideas elsewhere. So don't forget that it's not, stopping is not bad. Stopping can be painful because you can think, oh, I thought that was a really good idea and it hasn't worked. So stopping can, you know, cause tears and it might take a bit of um, stakeholder management because some of your stakeholders may think it's the best, best thing since sliced bread, but actually it's not working. And that can be tricky, but actually then you're kind of educating your stakeholders. So that can have a good thing as well. That can say, look, we tried this and it might stop them then nagging you next time going, oh, can we do that thing again? Yeah, well, remember we stopped it before because blah, blah, blah. Mm. So you're actually making your, your work, your working processes more comfortable, you're basically mm. pluffing up your cushions for moving forward. So I think stopping, everyone's so worried about stopping things. They go, oh no, we can't stop it. Yes, you can. You can stop success just as well as you can stop failure. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that, that's actually, I think, really important. <clears throat> there was this overall, um, you say it's driving force. You feel like you need to be always going forward, always, always, always driving forward. And, and you never can stop, stop the, the car, get, get out, stretch your legs and have a look. And mm -hmm. I think, we, we again, we were talking yep. offline about the whole thing of particularly marketing leaders, feeling everybody but certainly leaders never feeling that they can really stop and stand back survey the road ahead and where you or actually look back to where you've been coming from and then look ahead yeah. and, and and actually have that time because it's just because there's always 
for them probably the political side there's the political battles and, and conversations and schmoozing to do and 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 for them and the rest of their team there's all the tactical get on with this now stuff and it it's just coming up for air isn't it again um and uh, and being able to there's nothing wrong with that reaction i mean although absolutely analytics matter a lot <clears throat> but particularly with campaigns that are working it might be working but it's really boring because sometimes something's going to affect your brand you just become really like okay i'm going to use an example here <clears throat> werther's mints oh. okay now then for my in my opinion i know they've targeted their brand and it's older people and you know give it to their grandchildren blah 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 but it's now becoming a kind of public joke the werther's mint it's not people aren't don't think people smile and go Oh, okay, granddad, if you offer them all Werther's Mint. So <clears throat> I would, I believe that Werther's have kind of a slightly over-egging that it's for old people pudding and it's become, and they're damaging their brand because that's what happens. If you let something ride for too long, your brand gets completely orientated with just that. Yeah. And yeah. you get clogged and your brand gets clogged up. And, you know, and I think Werther's Originals are obviously a delicious mint, but in my mind, I'd never buy one because I know I still don't have a walking stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I mean, and what's it, quite interesting, and as a counter sort of uh, point to that as well, is the idea that if then you did have a new marketing director who came in, they'd probably be brought in someone to shake things up if they do then say, oh, my God, we're so boxed into a corner now. Our market is so we can't grow because our, our market is, as you say, it's, it's we have a we've got great brand recognition, but we we only ever bought by the this this and they might be happy with that they might say, yep, yeah, fine, uh, 75 plus markets what we want. And we're not interested in doing anything ever again with anybody else who's younger than that. Fine. But more likely than not, they're going to probably say, well, we want to grow, we want to improve, and we want to launch a new part of, of Werther's. Yeah, a new but brand, they, exactly. They're, they're, yeah, they, and they may do that. Or, or they might go go nuclear a bit, and then the, the fact the strength of the association of it being well, because I, I can, I, as you mentioned that, I can hear the advert in my head that, well, now I'm the granddad, and what I give to my grandson is a lovely word. And you see a, you see a cosy old armchair and sort of dusty, hazy sun yeah. coming through the window with walking stick, and you know, handing out the thing and then oh, oh, walking out. And yeah, all of that stuff. We want these connotations. But if you had a new marketing director comes in and says, yeah, we, we're bringing you in to shake things up, you shift strategy and you say, we're going to play on that. And we're going to then launch a massive advertising campaign, which the, just puts two fingers up to that whole approach and says, you thought it was only for old people? Well, think again, you know, whatever it must, some interesting new creative idea. But that's risky. Uh, as well because then you might shoot yourself in the foot with your original audience <laughs> and then exactly. maybe don't take it on so you could you yep. could see that potentially happening but it yeah again it's is that strategy is that what you want but you say they've, they've boxed themselves nicely into a thing because it's been so amazingly yeah. successful they just have that market that's it I mean, Werther's original actually funnily enough are doing have launched a new marketing campaign on television and was and it just doesn't ring true because they because you associate it with 75 plus they've got this young woman who's in a train with her headphones on cordless headphones obviously listen to some kind of popular beat combo of some description i don't know and then she puts holds up her werther's original and says this is when they're special for me when i'm alone listening to music and you think no there's no way but a young 
person when they're listening to their, I don't know, popular beat combo are going to think, oh, I must have a word that's original. It's yeah. just not right. Yeah, my mate's going to be so impressed with me doing that. You know, it's a, I mean, you could understand the kind of, uh, if you're playing some nostalgia thing, of like maybe maybe you're going for not the young, the young hippie, but you're going for yeah someone who's like, you know, 40 plus kind of like nostalgia. Oh, do you remember... Your 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 grand not not that you're now look at yourself yeah. as a granddad or whatever you know you're not it's more sort of you yeah. know remember but but yeah and again as you say that's gonna be fascinating to see how that plays out actually but then there must yeah. be a reason why they've done that. I just they don't believe we're gonna suddenly see loads of young people going fancy a worthers no I, don't, I just don't think not, that's gonna it? happen. It would have to be it would have to be like a, a, a you know a sub brand or something would it? or a new product line yeah. or something like that which then did but I mean so many of these big companies I suppose they're so they've got they they just have lots of different brands don't they so why you would try to then if that's one brand in your portfolio you'd think well yeah that we've got that market we've got the it's humbugs and us yeah you know we, we, we exactly. up against humbugs which are obviously just you know we're the branded one humbugs are just ubiquitous and uh, Sainsbury's Tesco yeah. everybody produces humbugs. Uh, but yeah. we are worthers, and this is our this is our sweet spot, you know. Oh, <laughs> this is our sweet spot. I didn't even I didn't even you know. Oh dear. Um, but they you know they they have that that focus. And you think okay, well great, yeah, let's do that. But then it can it can be hideous, can't it? If they then try something yeah. different, <laughs> with any luck, they they are at the moment learning it, and we will never see that ad again. They'll stop it. See, yeah. they're going to stop that campaign because they've realised that. 16 year olds are not going to drink eat Werther's originals well that's it isn't it you just you can't unless you have some very you know interesting juxtaposition of some sort you're you're just sort of saying yeah it's really good for like the old folks and the grand grandparents to eat these and also a quiet time on the train when you're listening to your <laughs> your you know your music Absolutely. have a nice have a nice Werther's original you 16 <laughs> 17 18 19 year olds like yeah right yeah of course that's going to happen isn't it but yeah and if you're not if you're not doing it in a in a in a, a humorous way you're not you're not trying to make a, a point or something you're, you're really? genuinely saying yeah you know because they're nice it's quiet they're sedate things you could enjoy i could go on about this forever couldn't i but i'm going to look this up now i'm going to see see what that sort of uh, social media uh is doing on this thing about it interesting mm. We could have a whole yeah. Werther's original episode, sort of uh, looking at a. Uh, I'm sure we could. And then try to see if it's gone right or gone wrong. But sorry, I, I'm going on and on about all these things. But we, we've we've I, we've kind of we've have have we? We're, we're almost coming to a stop. Yeah, sort of like it's always you're always good to have an end, as we say, have an end point. But uh, I think yeah, yeah, I'm thinking from what we've discovered today, or, or, or reiterated, I suppose, is is around the whole thing that we say about measuring, drawing a line, having having the review points, having the milestones on anything you're yeah. doing, but particularly your strategy, isn't it? And then I, th I think the thing that came out in our discussions for, for me was around more around the, you know, where it, where it lives and exists. So if there's endpoints and review points, but what that actually means in the minds of the team who are doing it. So there's all the documentation yeah, right. and the analytics, but it's also in the minds and the, the you know, the, the, the processes of the people who are working on the stuff, because then that's going to be in their performance review, isn't it? For their next period, for the yeah. next year, typically, and then yeah. making sure they understand it. And you, as you say, you have clear, you know what success is and the way towards it. Yeah, I think you assess that really beautifully. It is in the is in the, your team's minds, and you've got to get your team happy to say stop, start, don't do it anymore, finish, assess, but over. And that's terrific. Yeah, you exactly. get not that ethos. 
yeah, not be afraid to say stop and and all the possibilities that stop can bring. That's yeah. almost the thing, isn't it? Yep. Not being scared to stop it. Stop the catalog. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> Quite good. But yes, yes. I think yes. I think that makes sense, doesn't it? I'm uh, it's good, it's good. Sorry. I, I've maybe it's the sun. It's 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 making me all sort of uh, just it's just drifting. got your mind. Yeah, all, all over the place. But no, I think yes, I think that's very useful. So uh, well that that'd be interesting to see what people um think as well. I, I again I'm really interested to know. Yeah. If people have observations about you know about this do they think they're in the middle of this now and and um do they do they genuinely think their strategy has review points do, do, do they genuinely think that they know when it stops do they find that things keep you have kickoff meetings all the time but you never have end review meetings um yeah proportion for starts and stops in your business that'd be really interesting wouldn't it um to hear about yeah, that but do your customers have a lifetime value and how long is that lifetime yeah yeah exactly yes where's the lifetime all of those things it'd be really interesting to know whether you actually whether how many stop points you have in people's businesses because I, I suspect it's going to be not as many as there ought to be yeah yeah well because it's yeah i'm not to carry on too much because we need to stop but the the, the, the start points are far sexier than stop points um it's it, starting something is so much more exciting and and positive and everything than stopping coming to an end it's like tv series it's yep. so hard to end them and almost everyone's always disappointed yeah uh but the ones are the best the ones that get cut like you said earlier on cut off quickly you know like you know yep. um, all, all these ones quit while you're ahead example. you know yeah you quit while you're ahead and everyone's always gonna have a really good feeling about it and, and it was all great but yeah you carry on and on and on it doesn't work but let's let's practice that and, and let's quit while we're ahead let's quit and uh just thank everybody very much do get in touch with us about any yep. opinions or thoughts you have on this uh at uh at the anders um Meanders Pod on Twitter and uh, MeandersPod at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook, comment on this, let us know. And uh, thank you very much for, for, for watching, listening, participating, and uh, we wish you all the best. Take care, everybody. Bye.